Insert coin. Get ready for all work, no play. Go. everybody hey i'm sam regal and i'm liam o'brien and you're listening to all work no play with liam and sam episode two episode two the revenge <laughs> new new hope <laughs> <laughs> yes uh hey everybody uh welcome back to the show thank you for tuning in again or welcome all of our new listeners new listeners yeah new to the show the multitudes we uh we had a great first show we worked out the kinks yeah no, I don't think we did, but we're still going to keep going. <laughs> the affiliates called, by the way. They told oh. me to cancel the show outright, and uh, so we're going pirate radio. We're going re- renegade. Renegade. Um, today, we have a very special All Work, No Play. We're going to talk, of course, about uh, all of the work that we do and all of the play that we are trying to do, and today we're joined by a very special guest. I don't know if you can hear this hissing sound. But that hissing sound is my baby monitor because uh-huh. uh, I'm on baby duty right now and I'm watching my son sleep as we record this podcast. Right. That is how we roll. <laughs> yes. uh, and it's a video one, too. It's very... Yeah, it's got uh, night vision, so it's sort of a little creepy, like, uh, uh, you know, SEAL Team 6, like, right. night vision-y, grainy footage of a beautiful little six-month-old boy and sleeping. And worse comes to worst, you can order in an airstrike. I can. <laughs> Get him the coordinates right away. <laughs> the baby is turning over. Mm. Um, hey, everybody. So um, so just like last time, we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, our hectic lives and how, that we, how we can overcome that and have some fun in them. Is your life still hectic? Because mine kind of sort of flattened out oh. and all the problems went away. All the problems of your mm-hmm. life went away right. in one week. Only, only That's amazing. Only after this second glass of red wine. <laughs> What's we've, your secret? We've changed it's the red. We've <laughs> changed beverages. Last last week was bourbon, but this time we're doing red. Red wine. Let's mm-hmm. uh, yes. This episode brought to you by Venta Morales Temporalino. Uh, I don't know. It's some sort of Spanish. It's serving its purpose. Yes. <laughs> it's right. it's red. It's got alcohol in it, <clears throat> therefore it is good. Liam, how's work been for you this past? Work has been. Uh, it has been. This week isn't kind of crazy. I mean, there are some weeks that nothing happens. Like you'll have a job on Monday, and then nothing happens for three days, and then you're back in. Uh, I never know what my job is going to be uh, next week. Uh, things fill in two days, three days, sometimes a week in advance, and I always feel like Magneto, who can control metal. Yes. As you uh, probably know. Uh, that's a natural connection to make. Right. And uh, He always worries about when his next gig is yes, coming he up. Does. Like, Who's going to need me next <laughs> week to bend some metal? What I'm saying is he sometimes will create a, a bridge out of metal pieces and walk out across it. And uh-huh. the little metal planks will go plicking, 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 up into place as he goes. And for me, those metal plates are the job. So ah. I can't see... Now it makes sense. Yes. I can't see anything more than four days out, and I'm just sort of leap of faith hoping that a little plate of metal will come up under each footstep as I, I go. I see. And you can control metal with your mind. And I can control metal with my mind. Uh, so you've had a light week. Um, no, no, no. Oh. I've had a, a... Oh, I misinterpreted the that entire story then. Yes. This week has not <laughs> been like that. Sometimes it is. Okay. Less and less these days. Um, but mostly I've been working on... I've been doing all the regular stuff, but I have been filling in the cracks with an audiobook, which is something I've done before, 
An but, audiobook. Tell tell me how that works. I've you know what? I've I used to do uh audiobooks for like learning English learning tapes and stuff, mm-hmm. but I haven't done uh a lot of like narrative ones. Tell am, me tell me about it. I imagine your voice is probably very soothing to Korean children. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am the voice they hear in their heads when they go to sleep. Uh, what I'd really like to do is something with uh drow elves in it. Uh but that hasn't happened yet. I've done this is only my second one, and the one I'm doing now is about golf. Golf. Yeah, I don't like know. mini golf? No, regular golf. And I don't know anything about um, sports. I don't know sport ball. I don't know golf ball. <laughs> I don't know any of that. So not not that I'm opposed to it. I just, I really, I don't know the lingo or the terminology. At least you call it sports. I believe Mitt Romney called it sport. Sport. Yeah, I love sport. Well, sport is a thing. <laughs> The election was sport. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, you sit in a room by yourself. It's really, it's just me and an engineer. And I've got the book in front of me. And, you know, I kind of thought like, oh, I need to read part of it to know what's coming. But whether you read it or not, it can't prepare you because I could read the entire book. It's not like you can keep that crammed in your head. It's you're, you're reading and reading and reading and reading and just you kind of have to be good at cold reading. But you're telling and, us a story. You're telling yes. the, the listeners the story of the book. Right. Now I'm telling the a story of two golfers. And there's a lot of uh, golf lingo, which uh, I hope I'm doing service to, but it's just a lot in your mouth. And, you know, when you're working on games or animation, there's breaks. Uh-huh. There's pauses. Uh-huh. There's lots of pauses. Sure, sure. Um, you're not recording wall to wall. It's right. just a line here and there. Not so with audiobooks where you're just going and going and for Oof. hours, you know, and you'll take a five or ten minute break. How do you keep your sanity? Well, I uh, have taken to cutting. <laughs> Is that um, what those scars are? <laughs> I thought you walked through a barbed wire fence. I have a small porcelain ballerina statue that I've sharpened one of the legs off of, <laughs> and I slowly drag it across my inner thigh. Um, this golf book, is it... Um, is there a lovable but mysterious African-American caddy character who <laughs> tells the hero just what he needs yeah. to get the girl and win the tournament at the end? And is his name Bagger Vance? Pretty, pretty sure it's all old white dudes. Oh, okay. pretty sure. <laughs> um, but I start to go a little nutty and um, my teeth start feeling really big. Your teeth? That's the, my, my, my teeth. Oh, your teeth. My teeth. I thought you had udders for a second. My teeth are small since <laughs> I've started exercising. Your more. teeth feel big. Well, I mean, I'm just going and going and going and going. I'm used to like delivering a line and waiting and yeah. hearing about it or back and forth with somebody. But I'm just talking about par four, two under the 36 and the for pages and pages. <laughs> Some, somebody wants it. Uh, and so... Oftentimes I'm saying words, but then my consciousness slips into the back of my brain mm. and is thinking, what are you doing? You're narrating a book about golf. You don't know yeah. anything about golf. Your teeth feel really big. <laughs> they feel twice as big as they normally do. Sounds like a crazy nightmare. Maybe you should take some of them out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, Liam has begun his downward spiral into madness. Mm-hmm. Golf-based madness. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move exclusively into narrow. <laughs> uh, anything else fun in, in work that I should know about? or, or... Jeez, That's the main thing. I mean, a lot of it's more of the same. I did pickups on uh, a cartoon that airs on the 30th of this month. Uh, oh, can you say what it is? It's called Rush Zone. Rush Zone! It Get is, in the game! It is also about sport ball. <laughs> sport ball. <laughs> wow, you are really into sports now. Uh, totally. Totally. Vocally. You would never know that the older kids at my high school put me into lockers uh, at my Jesuit high school. Oh, um, It's all right. When I got to, like, end of sophomore year, I found my thing. 
they still scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found a niche. Uh, well, everyone, tune in to uh, to Rush Zone on the thirtieth of what month? What? Oh, November, the oh. end of this month. So way after this podcast. Has way, aired. yeah, yeah. They, you know, I mean, before, back. before. By the way, on a, a related note, yes. Sam has just taken off an outer level of clothing. And he is now dressed for Rush Zone. And I don't know if I'll be able to concentrate as much because now he's in a tank top. I'm wearing a tank top and sport pants yeah. because um, uh, I've been doing a lot of directing work lately. This actually fits into to my week. And this uh, ties into your It does. Your I've been doing a lot of directing work lately on uh, Sophie the First and another project for Disney. And I realized that I sit. you sit a lot when you're directing, hunched yeah. over, sort of claws around a laptop and mm-hmm. and uh, and hovering over a script and you it's very sedentary so i have uh i wanted to like do some physical activity so mm-hmm. i signed up for something called crossfit oh did you do some today i did some today that's why i smell bad i okay. apologize but i did crossfit and it's uh it kicks your ass it's really hardcore and people take it very seriously but the crazy part about it is all the it's got this whole lexicon of words that you sort of have to know. It's cultish a little bit. So you work out not in a gym, but in a box. Okay. You call it your box. A cardboard box? No, it's a gym. Okay. (laughs) It's just called a box. And then you do uh, the wad, which is the workout of the day. Uh They can't call it that, though. They call it a wad. Now, when they they sat down to create the terminology (laughs) for it, was the main criteria for everything to be as homoerotic <laughs> as possible? Yes. There wasn't a side effect. That yes. was the goal. Yes. Okay. No, then you all get greased up. Right. Uh, and, and you shave your you shave everybody's body. Hi, I'm Socrates. <laughs> Come. There, are, there is a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's pretty intense and, and hardcore and, uh, and super homoerotic, mm-hmm. which is why I love it and fit right in. So that's why I'm dressed like that, okay. uh, th- like this. And I, I thought maybe from the beginning of that story, you were saying you wanted to, you know, you're sedentary a lot. I thought maybe you were going to talk about doing squats oh. while directing your female lead. Or... <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, but I did a lot of squats today, and my my dogs are barking. Okay, my back is killing me. Um, yeah. So uh, what else have I been up to? Let me see. Little notes there. We, you and I both auditioned for a mocap job. Yes, we did. We, so we bumped into each other at the auditions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, and mocap auditions are different from voiceover auditions. Yeah, you have to, um, you have to memorize lines. Yeah, that is different. That's, uh, that's hard. I haven't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. And you have to move, which is uh-huh. tricky for a mm-hmm. voice actor. The best part of that day was that I was um, doing my workout shtick. Uh, I was doing the old P90X, which I do in my children's uh, bedroom when they're at school. I have to see that someday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to puke and I'm looking at Hello Kitty. (laughs) My daughter's costume rack, all that stuff. I'm Um, sure Hello Kitty only makes you want to puke more. But just before I got started, we started texting back and forth about something. And I said, oh, I got to go. I got to work out with Tony Horton and uh, run my lines for this mocap audition. And I think like a minute or two passed. So I'm I'm imagining you like the gears turning for you. But you asked, wait a minute. This is all by text, everybody. Uh, Are you going uh, over to fill in the blank? Is it mocap? 
my agent didn't tell me that, so that you got a call from your agent. I had to... the same audition as Liam, but they didn't tell me that it was a mocap audition. So I hadn't learned my lines. I hadn't prepared any movement. I hadn't done mm-hmm. anything. I hadn't really even looked at the script. Yeah, because I've been pecking at here's those. a little a little insight. I don't really read the script ahead of time. <laughs> I just show up and say the words on the page. Right, that's the beauty of voiceover. Yes, but so I had to actually prepare for this. So thank you for the heads up. Uh huh. I'm glad I put two and two together because I had a mad dash to memorize these that lines. That would have been amazing if you just showed up. Yes. Especially for these characters, which, without getting too far in, they were kind of freaks. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just stand and deliver. It was... Uh, monsterish. Monsterish. One of the things I did was totally contorted and hunched over. and So that would have been nice. Yeah. When you came out of the audition, you were sweating like a pig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After 15 minutes of light movement, Liam uh, O'Brien it is was, spent. It was not light movement. <laughs> we survived two friggin' zombie runs. We I did. Not light. Um, we did. Uh, what else about work? Anything else about work you want to talk about, or, or should we move on, or should we take a break? Well, we could talk about the, you know, our offspring. Our offspring? Yeah. Yeah, sure. The kids. Yeah, the kitties. Kids. Um, How's your, I mean, I see him. He's sleeping right now. Yeah. Uh, he looks cute, and I see photos of him all the time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know, uh, I feel like I should come up with a podcast name for him. I, I, we're all, we're looking at a, at, well, at the, uh, video feed of my son. My son, yeah. Sleeping in his crib, but I don't want. I want to maintain his privacy, right. so we well, should come up with like a name for him. You, oh, you want to come up with? Name? I like when a, I talk about my kids, I just say the boy and the girl. Sure, but wouldn't it be more fun Ooh. if we had a nom de guerre for him? Well, some you sort of an alias. You go first, and I'll follow you. Like, what are you thinking? Uh, well, it's got a lot of hair, so I was thinking right. Harry. Harry. Okay, that's maybe too on the nose. Let's go with uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is a little more to the point. Sure. Okay. What do you got? If I got to go with my kids, yeah. uh, we'll call my son Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's appropriate. Okay. He's introspective. Okay. And the girl, what will we call the girl? Uh, She's adorable. She's got yeah. blonde hair. Mm-hmm. She is the light of your life. I'm going to call, yeah, but lately, lately she's kicking my butt, so I'm going to call her Romper Stomper Okay. <laughs> Hamlet, Hamlet and Romper, Romper Stomper. And my son, Harry Donald Trump. Harry Donald Trump. Well, that's <laughs> okay. the, full, the full name. Yes. Okay. Donald is his middle name. So what's going on with Harry Donald Trump? Uh, Harry Donald Trump got uh, a little sick this past week, which is his first illness. He's only six months old. Mm-hmm. And... He did this projectile vomiting thing, which I have not experienced before. Was it the very first time you've seen that this week? Yes. Okay. And he drinks from a bottle or from a boob, and he only gets like three or four ounces at a time, five uh-huh. or six on a, you know, if he's particularly hungry, seven. Right. I'm telling you, he vomited up a pony keg. <laughs> yeah. Of something. A gallon. Two gallons. There, There's no way that that much stuff could fit in this tiny 16-pound boy's frame. Yeah. I was shocked when I saw that for the first time from my kids. Um, but I think what it is, or the projectile vomiting, sometimes when your kid pukes, it really just goes like a, a, a gentle waterfall, uh-huh. like straight down their chin, That's down their nice. chest. Like it doesn't go out. A babbling brook of barf. barf. Right. Straight down. <laughs> uh, but then sometimes it is projectile. And at first I was like, I never do that. But, you know, when you and I do that, 
uh, or when we have in the past. When we will later tonight. Uh, episode after, episode after one. one. Yes, and tonight. <laughs> you're leaning into a toilet, so you're not going to see it go and go two feet out. But when, So it's cool. shocking to see a two-year-old, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and it's really arcing out a couple of feet. It was amazing. It was yeah. a liquid cannon. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was all over me, the floor, the couch, him. And then he just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> How did it smell? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty nothing? Yeah, pretty nothing still. Like, and his poo also. Not yeah. to go, sorry, guys. I'm going to talk about poo yeah, for well, a second. We're parents. Harry Donald <laughs> Trump's poo has started, he's on solids now, so it's mm-hmm. starting to turn into real man poo. Yeah. Um, but it's in a transitional phase where it still doesn't stink. Right. But I can I start identifying objects. So each time he poos, <laughs> not objects, foods, right. each time he poos, it's like an Agatha Christie mystery. So it's like, ooh, what is that? Is that mango or yeah. is that zucchini? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stink yet. So well, it's kind yeah. of fun. Yet is the key word. It will. My, we, uh, my family likes to go to this Malaysian restaurant in our neighborhood. Okay. We used to go there like every other week. Loved it. <laughs> Until we got home one week and uh, Hamlet... Woke up, he was, he had a complainy tummy, and then he went to bed, and they woke up in the middle of the night, and that was, he projectiled all uh-huh. over the kitchen, and they look so sad Aww. when they do it, and there's, like, no explanation. It's like, they're looking at you thinking, like, why is there no God? And you don't have an answer for it. Um, but it was just, its smell was unlike any sick or anything I'd ever smell. I, I it was like rotting sweets, rotting. It had a good, mm, a good tinge? Mm, it, mm, no. I mean, I'm thinking of like fruitcake or just like pumpkin bread, but like, like covered in bile, like rotting. And that's not what went like, in. Like the Candyland version of, of Yeah, adult, it smelled uh, awful with, with sugary bread mixed in. So anyway, <laughs> we're like, okay, oh, we caught a flu. Oh, that's terrible. Or maybe or maybe food poisoning. Maybe we caught a flu. Uh-huh. A week later, we go to the Malaysian restaurant again. Uh-huh. That night, Hamlet. Really? So we cut the Malaysian's gone. Gone. And I'm it was one of our favorite restaurants. Our apologies to the people of Malaysia uh, <laughs> for maligning their Malaysian cuisine. Right. I'm sure for many people it's fine. Yeah. But for Hamlet O'Brien, it just doesn't sit well. This is really problematic because the the three listeners that we bumped up to, all from Malaysia. Oh, my God. Why did we tell that story? <laughs> this is terrible. I, I'm so sorry. We don't even know how to say sorry in Malaysian. Yeah. Is that a language? Uh, sure. Kamsa <laughs> Hamida. That means thank you in Korea. Uh, how about your kitties? Uh, anything we should know? Any Anything else um, about Hamlet? And, uh, yeah, we had a good... Um, I've already forgotten your daughter's name. A romper stomper. Romper stomper. Uh, yes. We went to the Legoland over the weekend, mm. uh, which, I mean, both my kids like Legos, but uh, Hamlet really likes Legos, and I like Legos, so I've sort of been imposing them upon him, and he's getting a lot of maybe some Hobbit-themed Legos mm. for the holidays. But we went Schmancy. to... We, we've been there before, and every time we've gone, he's, just to tie it back into the audiobook, there's a miniature golf place, and mm-hmm. uh, Hamlet is very... It's not like Rain Man, but he the things he likes are like he likes to collect small things and miniature golf fascinates him because he likes Rube Goldbergs and this thing makes that thing happen and that thing makes that thing happen and there's a little ball. So he is a genius. He's a boy genius. He's a, my son's pretty smart. But he's he's called he's solved cold fusion in his head, just yes. hasn't told us about it. Yeah, he draws little mathematical charts at home. That's not uh, cute talk. He's done that. <laughs> But so he like he the watched last Goodwill Hunting, three, and in the first scene, he's like, "Oh, I can solve that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you like them apples? 
uh, but the last three or four times he's been like golf, 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 golf. So we finally went to uh, play the golf. Mm-hmm. He was very happy. Um, and then the other thing that's stand out for me at uh, Legoland is there is a section there that is very much like they try to make their different sections of Legoland like their playsets. And there's a Sherwood Foresty type playground. Mm. It's great. It's huge. It's intricate. You can go uh, climbing up like these webbed. I don't even know how to describe it. It's not a ladder. It's uh, it's like a level and then a level above that and a level and there's little holes all the way up. So you're climbing it's a donkey up this Kong. tower slowly. Yeah, it's like Donkey Kong. No better way to lose your children <laughs> um, than a vertical maze. And right, we've been there before. We know how it goes. So my we've always had a grandmother there to sort of be a blocker. Just uh, a random grandmother mm-hmm. that you pull off the street? Yeah, well, we meet you somebody. You look old. There's a lot Watch of my them. kid. There's a lot of them at Legoland, <laughs> okay, so it's not good. hard. So my wife stands by or sat at the entrance to the playground, and you can't keep track of your kids. They got away from me six seconds after, you know, whenever I'd find them, and they're gone. They'd climb into something that I couldn't get through fast enough because I'm old. Mm-hmm. This is uh, red wine being poured into a cup. <laughs> yep. So, but they have this only one exit. So no matter if you lose your kids, there's still like a funnel to ah. catch them all. So she sat down there. Although there's a side entrance for special ticket holders to get to a, a hotel in the back. So there what? is a place where pedophiles could <laughs> potentially hide and grab Attention kids. Attention to all pedophiles, all pedophiles listening, right. which could be our three Malaysians. I, I will be at Legoland next Comic-Con. So if you're looking to steal my children, that is the time. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so it was just like uh, I'm constantly f- afraid I'm going to lose my children. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just sort of ratcheted up my anxiety. A little bit. Well, they're safe. You did it. Congratulations for not losing them. No, no, we only got one back. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it sounds like you've been busy with work, with kids. I've been busy with work, with kids. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. But uh, we challenged ourselves to do a fun thing last week, and we did it. And after this break, we're going to tell you guys about it. This, this break right now? This break right now. Starting now. Right now? No, no. Now. We'll play the sound cue. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's not going well. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. If you have comments or suggestions for fun things we can do, follow our Twitter account. It's at allworknoplay. Which is the name of the show. So, you know, it makes sense. Now on with the shizzo. Round two. Can you burp burp on cue? Nope. You can't? No. You don't know how to swallow, like, a bunch of air and go, like... Uh, wow, so that's you, impressive. You just go, you, you know how to inhale, right? And then you close your mouth. And then you just push it into your chest. I got nothing. I can't do it. This is what I want my children to find in 20 years. <laughs> See, now, the first, you're deficient. <laughs> the first episode, we said that this podcast was not a how-to voiceover a learning uh, podcast, is, but I think we just learned something. Is that voiceover? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I guess I have had been asked to burp on cue. I know who I'm going to call now for all of my burping roles. Oh, no. Uh, You're my Patrick stunt. burper. Patrick Seitz. Uh, Patrick Seitz, ladies and gentlemen. We'll put a link to his site on our site. Name drop. <laughs> um, Patrick Seitz, who's another great voice actor, voice director. I had him in on Resident Evil 6 to play, I don't know what if they called him this in the credits, but at the time that we were recording, he was listed as Fat Zombie. <laughs> And Our apologies so, to Patrick Seitz. Oh, my gosh. And he was 
phenomenal. I mean, this is my favorite time I've ever directed him. He 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 could have performed it on camera because he wasn't. You know, sometimes <laughs> was when he I'm embodying. Like... Oh my God! His arms were flailing around. His face was the face. There is one cue where we needed the sound of him getting stuck in a doorway. I don't know how to recreate this for the listening audience, but he, his whole body was communicating the the story of his chest being wedged in a door <laughs> and his arms are flailing almost like a cat trying to reach, you know, something out of reach oh, and man. just like <laughs> and, you know, he just looked so frustrated that he couldn't get at me. Oh, man. He was fantastic. Oh, it sounds and, great. oh, why am I Good telling the story? Because he also had to burp Ah. And when he did it, that's what it was. He it was earth shaking? No, it was bizarre. What? He well he couldn't do it? No, he could. He definitely could. But when I do it, I just do one breath. I go, that's amazing. That's just one. That's amazing. You it's not. That. It's not. Like, people, I've, Roger Craig Smith can, like, do the. Roger Craig Smith. We'll put a link to his. Name drop. Um, <laughs> but Patrick did this little, almost like like a cat lapping milk. I don't know how to describe Wait, it. Wait, what? I, I mean, I'll do it for you, but they can't see it. But he kind of went like this. He was like. Hop, hop, so he, like, did all these mini inhales. And really, the best way I can communicate is like a cat just taking a little lap of milk, lap of milk, lap of milk, lap of milk, lap of milk. Wow. Wow. He's got a different technique. Truly a talent. Wow. Oh, wow. Maybe mm. we can ask him to come on the show and recreate it for uh-huh. the uh, for the people at home yeah, we in will. Malaysia. We will at some point. Once we get to like episode 37 and have finally figured out what this show is and have yes. established a rhythm, I'm, uh, we could introduce guests. That's a great idea. I'm looking up the capital of Malaysia right now <laughs> because I want to I want to identify with our with our audience. <clears throat> Welcome back, by the way. Uh, that was a fun break. And Kuala Lumpur is the capital Kuala Lumpur of Malaysia. Great. A uh, little fun fact for you guys to take home with you after this show. So, uh, you know, speaking of Patrick Seitz and speaking of Resident Evil 6, mm. we challenged ourselves. Uh, this whole podcast is about uh, Liam and I, we, we have tough lives. We have busy lives. We never get to do fun things. And so this podcast is a chance for us to do something fun together and challenge ourselves to do something fun every week. I, I would make only one correction, and that is that our lives are not tough. We're no. just Overwork. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair correction. Right, our right, lives right. are not tough. A lot mm-hmm. of our friends, the I'm an actor only ones, go between, oh, I'm acting on stop, and then a desert where they're waiting for their next gig yes. or, or a day or two, yes. right? And they, they don't have a magneto skill. We are obsessive compulsive and like to uh, seal up any slots left uh, where we could potentially um, do a number two or masturbate. Or have a life. and ha- Or have a life. Those are synonymous. <laughs> and fill it up. Fill it up. With, and never with stop other working. work. Never, yes. never stop if working. If there's downtime when you adapted an anime script or do you rig up a studio in our house right. or there's always something to do. If I'm not directing something or acting in something or writing something, I fear that I'm, I will instantly die or the sky will fall on me. We are hammerhead sharks. Right. We have to keep moving at all times. <laughs> Um, also, Liam's head is shaped like a hammerhead shark. But speaking of Patrick Seitz, name right. drop, the fun thing that we challenged ourselves to do to take a break from the grind uh, was to play co-op online. Play co-op online. And we did. We went back to the Resident Evil 6. Yeah. Because I, I, I have to play it. I mean, I, I worked on all the cutscenes, but I haven't played the game. Yeah. Got to play the game. Yeah. So we did it. We, we um, So here's how it went. <clears throat> it took about 45 minutes for yeah. us to get... 
get up and running. I was going to say the most challenging part was not surviving any hordes or getting through the subway, uh, subway train, which you had problems with a couple yes. times. It was merely establishing a connection online. Um, we started with Skype on our iPhones. Yes. Uh, and you were sort of nestled on a, on my couch next to me like a little buddy. <laughs> and I don't know, we navigated Windows for a while trying to figure it out. Yeah. You had to go into the game and then start the game. Uh, we're alienating 90% of our most of the Most of the people listening, all three of them, no. are they know how to do this. We did not how to, you know how to do You just go to the this. PlayStation Home Center and send an invitation to your friend, and then they accept, and then you're in the game. We did not know this. No. We did not know any of that. So we were flailing around. I was picking avatars for my <laughs> IM profile. Liam was playing through the tutorial, hoping it would give him some sort of guidance. Eventually, we figured out we just needed to invite each other to play co-op, right. and we did. And, and it, it was it worked, and it was so much better than split screen. It's like magic. Yeah. It's it's you have your own whole gigantic screen, and you're across town. And this is a thing called video games, people. It's <laughs> online. It's like we've just discovered something that the rest of America discovered in 2006. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was incredible. And uh, so we were also simultaneously Skyping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had, Jesus, I had, it was like a bad porn movie. I had so many things in different ear holes and mouth holes of mine. <laughs> I had a Bluetooth set of headphones on so I wouldn't wake up my baby, mm. who, by the way, is still sleeping soundly. Yeah, I'm not little, moving right now. Little uh, hairy Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I also had a Bluetooth earpiece from my cell phone in my other ear under my Bluetooth headphones for the game console. And I had my cell phone on my lap. Oh, my God. It was right. amazing. I was a little more low rent in that I was using the iPhone Buds to, mm. to Skype you into my ear underneath my uh, studio cans, which are piping in the audio, to also not wake up my children with the sounds of the dead. Yes. It took a lot of gear for us to... Uh, to go to war. But it was fun. We played well. I did have a problem with the trains. The, the, I played as... Mm-hmm. Um, as Leon, Leon Kennedy. yes. Voiced by Matthew Mercer. Matt Mercer! Name drop. Name drop. And uh, I played as Helena, who is voiced by Laura, Laura Bailey. Bailey. Uh, who, who is... Can yeah. we just take can a we... Laura ba- Bailey break for a second here? <laughs> Should that be a, its own segment? I think so. I, we're going to take a Laura Bailey break. Yeah. And harp music. Laura she knows. I've to- I told her only a couple of weeks ago that she's my favorite actress in town. Laura Laura Bailey just um, is a not shitty actor, is what Laura Bailey is. No, she is anti shit. Mm-hmm. She's so good and so talented. Such a pleasure to work with. She's pretty. She's a big fat nerd, so she understands what she's working on. <sighs> yes, but not so much of a nerd that you can't talk to her like a normal person. I mean, she's just. Oh, that wounds me. <laughs> Because I am a nerd, and can you not talk to me? Oh, this is awkward. Anyway, she's great. She's wonderful. She's heaven sent, and I'm sure she has a dark side. And there's a there's a Dorian Gray esque picture of right, her somewhere. Collects obsessively collects uh, Hummel figurines. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, actually, on a total tangent here, I just want to take a second. By the time you guys hear have heard episode one, a lot of this stuff is in place. Uh, but we're all kind of figuring it out before episode one even airs. I just want to thank a few people. Oh yeah, for all the the help they gave us on putting our our sort of sound bites and music together. Uh, Laura Bailey and Roger Craig Smith, name drop. Name drop. Did our uh, helped with bumpers. Yeah, if you hear round two, round three, that's Roger Craig Smith, the voice of Ezio. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. Amazing things. Right. He's uh, he is also not shitty. 
And, uh, in the then, beginning of the show, the theme music. Which I have been playing uh, about three times a day and kind of dancing in my kitchen. We're going to put the MP3, uh, downloadable on MP3 on our site. On our site that we don't have. Yeah. Um, it was done by Eric Van Skyhawk. Skyhawk! Who's a, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you have to say every time you say it. Who's a friend of mine who lives back in New York City. He's great with music, and he also has a podcast of his own called App Slappy that I listen to. Skyhawk! Uh, and in that theme song, you'll hear the lovely voice of... Laura Bailey. Laura Bailey, processed heavily. Processed but it's to sound her. like she's coming from the 80s. Yeah. So, um, so uh, thank you to, to... One more thanks. But I forget who... We have artwork. Oh, duh, duh, we duh. have like an icony type artwork thing. Yes, that's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the artwork was done by uh, an artist I met when I was in London recently for a convention appearance. Country drop. Uh, country drop. <laughs> 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 uh, named Kit Bus. Kit um, Bus. She was actually sort of. That my... is a totally normal name. Yeah, it's an adorable name, <laughs> and she is. was adorable. And but more so, um, she was sort of. Uh, my liaison when I was there mm-hmm. for for one of the days, and also uh, an artist who does amazing, amazing character artwork. And she like she drew me a sketch of uh, a nightcrawler, something that I've Naked. voiced before. Uh, actually, not in this case, although that's very common. Uh, and then later on another day, she brought her book, and it's. I mean, I get, I see art all the time. It's the mm-hmm. it's the real deal. She should be doing comic books. So big special thanks to Skyhawk and Kitbus, Kitbus, who did our our artwork for the podcast. Yes, thank you very much thank to you. both of you and thank Laura. You Kit. And thank you, Eric. Thank you, Laura. Thank oh you, Roger. God. Round three. So back to uh, the fun we done. Anything else to say? To oh. oh yeah, I had uh, trouble with the trains. You had trouble with the trains. The ammo wasn't as big of a problem, which I think again shows that the uh, the Jake and Sherry level was about kicking people in the face. And That's this true. one, the bullets were everywhere, so yes. that wasn't much of yeah. a problem. Just the trains. I- I'm like the dogs. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the dogs yeah. are scared. That was the first they time they kill you. You, you actually <laughs> jumped. Yep. Um, and I'm liking to play it just because, um, you know, I worked on that fucker for a year mm-hmm. and I saw some of the cutscenes in their finished uh, state, but really very few. So when I said goodbye to that stuff and, you know, the stuff that we recorded, the scenes, the voiceover audio was just bald, right? No effects, no, it didn't sound like it was in the room. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it sounded like good acting, but it sounded like it was in a void. And then... Like the cutscenes themselves, we were either doing voiceover to either motion capture, which is people in rubber monkey suits. So <laughs> that's not that inspiring. They do wear monkey heads. Yeah. It's true. It's and, weird. Or at the very most, it would be like an early pre-rendered scene where the character models looked like Tekken fighters circa 1994. They mm. were just like sort of pixely – I'll have more of that – pixely Ken and Barbie dolls. They did not look <laughs> as beautiful as they do now. So – all this stuff I'm finally uh, seeing in the final for the, product for the first time, all yeah. mixed together, and going, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. As we go through, that's got to be rewarding. It was rewarding. Yeah. It came out quite well. That's nice, Liam. Mm-hmm. You're so positive and chipper mm-hmm. tonight. It's the wine. Dead people. <laughs> anyway, would you say mission accomplished? Like we we challenged ourselves to go online to play co-op to yes. have fun. Yeah, and we, we did. I, I mean, I feel like we did. We demystified the process of connecting yes. online. And now we can in the future now much we, more easily. Well, you have to do it with me because I have to get through the game. So over the next 12 months, I will we'll finish the game. Liam, I will do it with you. Hooray! <laughs> but, that, but that won't be part of our challenges. That's just a given. No, that's, that's, that's just adding to our normal life routine now. By the time we get through a year of this podcast... 
oh, we will be spending a lot of time together. Weekends, <laughs> holidays. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Maybe this is a bad but it's, idea. But it's serving a purpose because one week we're forced to do something fun together, and then the second week we're doing the podcast, yeah. which is fun. I don't know if our audience is enjoying it, but I'm enjoying this very right. much. Right. <laughs> By the way, ni hao to all of our Chinese listeners. We really appreciate you logging in to surpassing the government censors to find our podcast. Ja, guten Tag. Wie geht es mit dir? Hast du ein Kauschmatz? Was ist los? We only have listeners in foreign countries right. who have stumbled upon this podcast by accident mm-hmm. because they Googled Harry Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we're going to take another break. But when we come back, we are going to give ourselves this week's challenge. And it is a doozy. I'm so, returning to my home, and you're going into uncharted territory. Yes, my so friend. stick with us, and you'll hear all about it after a break. Skyhawk! Ah! Want to send us your own stories of fundum? Ask us questions or give us booze recommendations? Email us at zero time to play at gmail.com. Final round. Oh, wow. That was a great break. That was a good break. Over the break, we... uh, We did some CrossFit. We did. We circled the reservoir. Oh, man. Mm. Twice around. I didn't think we were going to make it that second time. I almost started getting winded. We are in such good shape. Oh, look, your son is moving a little bit. Oh, no. Uh, Special guest tonight, we've got Harry Donald Trump with us. That's Mm. my son. And uh, he's He's still sleeping. Mm. Oh, uh -oh. Oh, God, he's moving a lot. This mm. could be it, everyone. I'm, I could have to cancel the podcast to go take care of him. Oh, one more break. <laughs> he's a, he seems, well, he's really he kicking. He's okay. All right. Well, okay. we'll move forward. Mm. I think he's going to be fine. All right. Um, all right. So, so welcome back to All Work, No Play, the mm-hmm. show where Liam and Sam talk about all the work we have and none of the play that we do. Right, except right. we always challenge ourselves. Forced enjoyment. Yes. And so we have a challenge. We've started getting emails from some of our listeners suggesting uh, fun things that we could do, but this we recorded before and a lot of emails right. came through, so right. we've picked an activity. Please keep sending those right. emails. Plus, we, we appreciate We're them. getting a Malaysian uh, translator, too. It takes a while to line right. one up. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, especially since we, we're not sure if Malaysian is an actual language. <laughs> but we, right. we, so we've come up with another one by ourselves. Maybe oh. next week we'll, we'll do one that you guys suggested. We have stepped up our game, okay? Yes. We have gone from zero to 60, no fucking around. All right, so last week in episode one, we started simple. We did a video game online. No big whoop. You guys have been doing it for a decade, right? Next episode, you will get to hear about us playing... <laughs> Pen and paper, Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons. We're doing D&D. We're going back to the 80s. <laughs> and we're no. playing D&D with a group of dudes. With a group. Uh, well, maybe. maybe and one, girls. Maybe one actual girl, which would really lend a lot of validation and legitimacy. It's true, although us. it wouldn't be an authentic experience. Right. <laughs> we, we wouldn't <laughs> Um, uh, uh, so yeah, we, we got in, invited and snapped up the opportunity to attend, uh, a Dungeons and Dragons tournament hosted by Matthew Mercer, who we've already been talking about on this podcast. Right. Played Leon Kennedy and Resident Evil. Such a nice guy. Right. He has beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. Although if you cut it off, he loses all of his power. He's not really as good an actor. No, if he's you terrible. cut his hair off. But, uh, he's, t- he's hosting a D&D event. He's a dungeon master, Sam. He's a master. Of dungeons. <laughs> wow. I don't know what that means. Here's the thing, guys. I've never played d and I don't know how to do it. And frankly, 
I'm frightened. Right. Well, I'm a little frightened too, but so Sam has never done this. I played Dungeons and Dragons when I was in high school, like maybe sophomore. And I was our dungeon master when we did it. Wow. Right. Nerd cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was kind of a bastardized version. I was also playing. We were just really excited and we were nerdy. I mean, I'm nerdy now, but I've sort of couched it in um, a fun career. Nerd drop. But I have some experience. I understand how it goes. Now, I was 16 when I did. It's been a long time. But you have zero experience. I don't know what. And we got an email Mm -hmm. from Matt. Asking us to pick our characters. Right. For anyone who's familiar, I mean, normally you have a campaign, Sam. Okay. And what that means is it's ongoing. It's like Charles Dickens. It's a serial drama. You get together regularly. Really? We People do it, this? People people do it a lot. Wow. But we're doing, Matt says that it's a one-off. Okay. So, so it's going to be a self-contained yeah. short story. Right, right. Your first taste of the drug is free. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's a one-off, but you don't know anything about this. No, so all... and I have to pick a character, and they've given me things like I can be a human, dwarf, elf, yeah, slow halfling, down. Slow down, slow down. Goliath. What are these things? Matthew, what do I do? Matt... Can I just be Sam? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, here's the people who are doing it. It's Matt Mercer, uh-huh. Sam Regal, uh-huh. and myself. Uh-huh. Talos and Jaffe. Oh, my God. Oh, will be there. He's a, a longtime player with Matt. First-time listener. First-time listener. <laughs> And we roped uh, a bewildered Travis Willingham. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Just like bringing a, bringing a bull into a china shop. <laughs> Literally. And then probably his his wife, Laura, uh, which is not really that big of a surprise because she's, well, she really is a friggin' nerdlinger. She is. And knows all about this stuff. Now, she and I, we've played video games. She is a big player of Dragon Age and Skyrim. She likes the aesthetic. I've played things like Baldur's Gate and... And Dungeons and Dragons Pool of Radiance <laughs> over the years, which is essentially taking it's the same game, but the computer is handling all the dice rolling and uh-huh. the math. I see. And giving you graphics instead of your <laughs> imagination. So um, we'll be using our imaginations to yeah. tell a story right. about elves and orcs and things like that. And yes. And we I the closest I've come to playing D D is yeah. I saw the community episode where they played Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Yeah. So uh will Joel McHale be there? Uh he said he wasn't available okay. that night, but maybe if we turn it into a full blown campaign. Okay. And we would. so we, we choose characters for ourselves yeah. and then the dungeon master sort of paints us a yarn yeah. and puts our characters in a world and right. We get to roll die, die. dice, die, die to dice figure is out the singular. What? Uh, no, die is the singular. Die is the yes. Oh. Sorry, it's the uh, red wine and the now Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR, everybody. Matthew will have the whole story in his okay. head, and it's choose your own adventure. We can make choices, but it'll be you know walled in with the okay. confines okay. of Matthew's brain. So help me choose my character. Should I be a cleric? Rogue, halfling, Goliath? Well, you, or should I be a ranger, wizard, tiefling? What is that? Tiefling is just a person with sort of like ram, ram's head horns. That sounds fun. <laughs> devilly person. <laughs> oh, um, a devilly. Oh, yes. I don't like that. So the only thing I would steer you against, <clears throat> that was not a force burp. That was a real authentic. Uh, PBR, authentic I burp. can smell it. It was. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay away from Rogue because Laura Bailey and I are probably going to battle over that. Okay. I, I was right to the front line and said, oh, I'm a half-elf uh, Rogue. And Travis said that uh, Laura was a little pissed that I jumped on that. Wow. Because that's sort of her territory. There's already animosity. But what I recommended is that uh, Laura Bailey and I have the same birthday. So I said, why don't we be twins? 
Oh. We can be half-elf twins. Ooh, I like that. Um, can I just be the worst? What's the worst? I'll be the worst, worst. character. Well, Is that be like, like a, a gnome? Sure, what's that? Well, it's just a small person, a very small person. <laughs> you, so it's just a short guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got to pick a race. There's elves and there's humans and there's half elves because they like having sex together. Oh, God. And uh, half orcs and there are the tieflings. There are dragon people. What are we calling those? I can't remember what they're. Dragonborn. Dragonborn. So, all right. So we've established I'm going to be a, a, a garden gnome. Oh, you are going to do gnome? Well, you said I, you're, you're picking my character for me. Uh, okay, gnome. Okay, I am gnome. a gnome, of course. Then you have to pick a class. A class. So Cleric, fighter, rogue, ranger, paladin, wizard, bard. Ooh. Bards play, They'll. you'll have like a lute or a mandolin <laughs> and you'll play Do it. I fight with this thing? Eh, occasionally, but more you strum your guitar and it inspires us all and gives us bonuses for our attacks or Makes us feel better. And do I actually, in, in the playing of this game, do I actually have to sing songs? Yeah, do I yeah, have yeah. to bust out like M&M's, you know, like, <laughs> lose yourself in the moment, you know it, you know it. <laughs> I don't Just think. to inspire you guys to like do better? Uh. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the thrill of the fire. Uh, I think Matthew will give you extra points for that. Okay. But if you like hitting things with a stick, I would go warrior. <laughs> If you want to be a gnome of the cloth, you could be a cleric and get powers from the gods, the deities Ooh. above. You could be a cleric. You could be a ranger, which is like Robin Hood, I guess. You shoot arrows and okay. in the woods. And Tell me this. To deer. You are picking a race. Is there racism in Dungeons and Dragons? Is it is it ra- is it racially like is there are there racially tinged words that you can like call someone? Oh man, he's oh, yeah. a drew. You call gnome a nimlet? Yeah, that's very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> I think it all depends on the dungeon master. Okay. Really? I'm going to try to bring some racism. So what do you want to do? Do you want to be like a physical uh, tiny person? Or do you (laughs) want to be a tiny person who makes magic happen? Can I do something where I get tossed? Tossed? (laughs) I don't actually have to do anything physical though, right? I'm just rolling a die. Yeah, so the way it works is the creativity comes from Matthew's brain. But um, when we get into an altercation with maybe some kobolds, which oh, are no. like dog people. Or oh, I hate dogs. A beholder, which is like a floating eyeball with like snake hair. Is there a train that comes through and kills us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you'll have a certain number of hit points. Okay. Right? So that's how many times you, I could whack you with a stick before you die. Uh-huh. You'll have attributes like how high is your strength, your dexterity, oh. your wisdom, your <sighs> charisma. It's off the charts. And these are things that... Is there penis size? Because <laughs> I'm more thick than long. You can pencil it in. <laughs> okay. Underneath Constitution. (laughs) Um, And those things factor into, you know, sometimes you'll, like, meet a merchant and say, I want to try to smooth talk her into giving me a discount. But I can because I'm a... I'm a smooth-talking gnome. Gnome, right. Who <laughs> knows all the tricks for under the and sheets. And I can, I can bust out some M&M. It sounds like you want to pick a high charisma, because high charisma people are very attractive. You could be a stunning gnome. I don't even need that. I've right. already got that in spades. When we say gnome, I don't mean, you know, as tall as this beer can. The gnomes are, like, up to my knee, maybe, or maybe my thigh. But so do that's they have 
tall pink hair that you can style. You can make that happen. But okay. I really encourage you to go gnome because normally people wuss out and they want to look all like Kate Moss. No one ever goes for the gnome. I'm going gnome. Or the dwarf. I'm going gnome. Thank you, Sam. Sure. For taking that hit. I will be a, a Kate Moss esque uh, half elf, <laughs> but you can take that hit for the team. Thank you. No, I will definitely be a gnome and possibly a bard gnome or a cleric gnome because wow, I want to be as dorky as possible. That's amazing. And we're going to do this when it's coming up in like a week or two, right? Oh, it's early December. I can't remember the date. Wow. Um, but I agree to it. Matt's been inviting me for, uh, we've talked for a year. It's not just invited, like part of me in the back of my brain is like, remember those days when you played the D&D? It was so good. <laughs> and so I flirted with the idea of doing it, but then the other half of my brain, or should I say the front 90% of my brain mm. is like, uh, you're a dad. You gotta earn some money, <laughs> and you gotta um, not be 15 anymore, <laughs> but the little tiny nugget in the back is winning out. So we've talked about it on and off for a year, and finally I was like, hey, I have free time, a little bit of free time these You're days. You're making free time making for free our time. podcast. Right. And then I basically railroaded you into it because I thought it would make for good sport for episode three. I love sport and I love doing mm-hmm. things out of my comfort zone. And that's right. what this is going to be. And maybe we'll even take some pictures of the event and post them on our site, which doesn't yep. exist. Maybe we'll... if we get permission from the group, we'll record a little bit. And oh, listen that to would some be your, amazing. Some of your mandolin playing. Well, so so check us out next week for uh, a recap of how the D&D went and mm-hmm. how my cleric gnome fared in the, uh, the made-up world of Matthew Mercer's head. Mm-hmm. And for more stories of working and playing from Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal, I, I mean, I think we had a good show today. I think we we did we did good. Yeah, yeah, we learned a lot. I learned a lot about you. I learned a lot about uh, about Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. how it works. Mm-hmm. You learned how I smell after CrossFit. Uh, yeah, intimately. intimately. <laughs> I learned how your burps smell. Uh huh. And we learned that the capital of Malaysia is Kuala Lumpur. Right. But we don't know how to say goodbye in Malaysian. Maybe I should look that up right now. Look it up, and then we'll edit out. The space it the took? The space. Yeah, seriously. Go go ahead. Oh, here we go. There we go. We got it. The correct answer is Selamat Jalan. So to all of you in Malaysia, Selamat Jalan. We'll see you next time. Who loves you, baby? <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to be the first on your block to hear the next episode, be sure to click subscribe on iTunes. You will instantly improve the world by doing so. And remember, don't work too hard. That could be a nice tag at the very end, after the closing music. (laughs) It will be now.